Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey, hey, Empowered Vegan Lifers, Ella here with my co-host. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning, Ella. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good for it being four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I look at you at this time of day and it's at least one hour later for me. And I didn't look like you look an hour ago. Oh my gosh, you're you so fantastic. sweet. You're very, very sweet. Well, it's amazing what a good a good lipstick can do, you know. <laughs> or good vegan mascara. Very yes, good vegan mascara, good vegan skincare. Pacifica, shout out. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it is spring break, as you know. Yes, yes. Well, we had spring break last week. Oh, 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 yes. So I'm in spring break season here in Miami. I I feel like I should be, oh, I've got the microphone. I'm like reporting from Miami. This is Ella Majors. (laughs) (laughs) Spring break has gotten out of control here in South Beach. My God, it's insane. Insane. I I can't believe we've made national news to the degree that we've made news. And I was, I'm just, I walked through it uh, down in South Beach. It's, it's, um, it's pretty nutty. But uh, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's just kind of gotten to the next level this year. It, it it's always been crazy, um, but this year it's it's gotten pretty, you know, a little a little scary, a little criminal, like shootings and stabbings, and it's just insanity. Ugh. But you know That's, what? Yeah, stay safe. Yeah, it's you know it's, and I say this a lot as I'm walking through the streets of South Beach, just how much I love it anyway, <laughs> no matter what happens, yeah. you know, we've got our characters and we've got people I'm walking down the side of the road and somebody had gotten out of their car and just decided to change clothes um, right there on the sidewalk, completely, like completely naked change clothes. <laughs> and, you know, and I just, I just laugh and I say, you know what? I love, I love just that anything goes here. And, you know, that's, that's a, double-edged sword of course but but I love that I can walk down the streets with my dog in her what is it called a little kangaroo pouch baby Uh Bjorn kind of thing uh and and nobody blinks an eye at least none of the locals do (laughs) the tourists (laughs) look over and uh and they they you know what they break out into these huge smiles I was counting the number of smiles shy shy caused on Sunday as we walk down the street, um, because as many of you know, she's recovering from a spinal injury. Um, so she she is not permitted to take walks at this moment. So I'm, I'm carrying her in a little kangaroo pouch and people are just looking, the tourists and and just breaking out into this huge smile. And I was like, Shai, you are you are bringing people joy today. Oh, I love that so much. What was spring break like for you and your family? Quiet. Yeah. Yeah quiet and I don't know Jack had track practice and we we went to Nebraska and and saw my family for a little bit and that was about it so it's nice and quiet they're not they're not quite to the age yet where they would be you know traveling right right and you know 
They're close. I'm sure, th- I'm sure they'll get there. <laughs> they Actually, close. Jack may not. Jack is very cautious. Mm. Alex might get there, you know, next week. I don't know. She's very, <laughs> my risk taker, but. Well, when we, before we were getting on this call, uh, Stephanie, uh, you mentioned tofu and then you're like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you later. Oh, but yeah. now I'm dying to know about the tofu. Yeah. So I, um, I ordered from hungry root. Hungry Root, I think is how you say it. Hmm. It's all one word. And they, um, I had a special. So I decided to order from them, order some groceries from them. And they had a pumpkin tofu. It's called Pumfu. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. It's really? really, really good. Yeah. Soy is not always my friend. I mean, I, it sometimes it makes my tummy hurt just a little bit. Mm. And so I've been kind of looking for alternatives to, to tofu. And this was, this was a good one. Wait, wait. So it's not made from soybeans. No, it's made from the pumpkin seeds from like pepitas. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I'm thinking the orange. I know that's what I was thinking too. And then I actually like really looked at it and it was actually made from just like, you know, it's made from soybeans. Tofu is made from uh-huh. soybeans. This is made from the, from the, the pepita. pepitas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is exciting. I know. I know. <laughs> it was really good. It looked, it looked a little strange because mm-hmm. it has kind of a greenish tint, like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, pepitas do, mm-hmm. but, um, no, tofu. it was good. It was really good. Pofu. Pumfu. 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 Or maybe it's poofu. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound so appealing. Poofu does not sound appealing at all. I think no. it's pumfu. Yeah. Pumfu. That that pumfu. that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Pumfu. Oh well, yeah, how it's exciting. Really, really good. I love that they're coming out with all these different I, I mean, there's just so much creativity going on in the food world. There really is. There really is. And there's such a market now for plant-based foods mm-hmm. that that's that's what all the companies are doing. So that's magical. I mean, it, it, magical. it feels magical. It really I does. I mean, it's I a just, great time to be a vegan. It is. It is mm-hmm. a great time to go vegan. And, it really is. You know, it, it just brings such a smile to my face thinking, you know, 10 years ago where we were and where my mindset was really not, not having a clue, you know, how fast we were going to move in this direction. We get to that, you know, you, you strive to get to that tipping point. Right. Right. And you just, I just worked and worked and said, I'm just devoted to this. No matter what happens, no matter what the outcome, I am devoted to spreading veganism through the world. Right. And I don't know when things could change or how fast they can change, but this is my, this is my job. This is my, my duty. This is my mission. Um, So to see this all transpiring in my lifetime, much less here when I'm, you know, just starting my forties, you know, it's, it's like a whole new world. And it's, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe the feeling. I, it's like when Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, you know, quit using animals. And mm-hmm. it was 25 years ago when I was out really taking the, taking the lead and, and protesting. And um, at one point they, I was the leader of a protest when I was 16 for the, for the circus. And and they brought me back into the back because I was a kid, you know, and they were like, oh, we'll show you the animals. 
you know, well, let me, let us show you that we're good people. Right? And we go back in the back and there the elephants are, no, they're not getting um, hit, but they're chained up. And I'm like, what, what are you trying to show me? I, I mean, I right. remember this so clearly. Like, mm. These elephants are, don't belong here. Mm. This is just horrific. So it just made me protest even harder, but yeah. But the amount of people that came were so angry. And I know there's still people that are really angry about the circus not having animals, but but it happened and it happened in our lifetime. And I didn't know if that would happen. So anyway, sorry, I just it's just so exciting. Well, it is exciting. And we and we have you and and others to thank for this, you know, that those of us who have come to this a little bit later in life, that that you and and others bringing this into the mainstream and making this so much easier. Mm-hmm. you know so well, there's thank you thank you they, you know and it takes it takes all of you listening to have an open mind too yeah. because we are programmed and we are you know programmed by society to think certain ways and it's it takes courage to mm-hmm. to be able to say hey I'm not going to just take that for granted I'm gonna I'm gonna open my mind and figure this out for myself and look at the different uh, information out there and decide what I choose to believe and what I choose to do with that and making changes, especially later in life is, is not easy. You know, true. It's very true. It takes work. So I'm grateful to you and to all of our listeners out there for, for being here and for taking this into consideration and, and for doing the work and letting us be a part of your lives. Hmm. So, no. <laughs> we, had a moment. we had a moment. We had a moment. That was good. <laughs> well, shall we get into our topic for the day? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, do you know what it is? I have no idea. Oh my gosh, we actually we actually did not even uh, check to pull up the notes before we, before we started this today. Usually, I'm like, pull up our notes, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> so, let me just tell you what our topic is today. Okay, that'd be great. We're talking to the all or nothing people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. And I, I know you top, know this topic like the back of your hand. So I know this topic intimately. And we get it all the time, I think, be, between our personal stories uh, with it. And just, I mean, what, what percentage of our clientele and our members would call themselves, you know, self-proclaimed all or nothing. I'm an all or nothing person. Oh, you know, if I had, if I had to guess, Mm -hmm. I would say probably 90% or more. Mm -hmm. I mean, really. That's where it's going. 90 to 95. Yeah, absolutely. And would you consider yourself an all or nothing person? There are certain areas of my life that I, that I have really had to fight it. Definitely. Definitely. And and food and exercise is one of them. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. You know, I was I was in the Monday morning club for a long time. If I if I don't get started on Monday, I can't start. <laughs> Until the next Monday. <laughs> Until the next Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday at 12 right. comes and you're like, mm, I'll start fresh next Monday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Or, you know, I, I mess up on Friday night, so I'll I'll just take the weekends and exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the the common story between you know, most of our clients when it comes to many things in, in their lives, but, you know, in, as related to, to food, 
it's a big one. And I, I'm sure tons of our listeners can relate. I certainly, that was a pattern really that I was stuck in for, you know, up until five years ago in that I'm going to be totally quote good and restrict and restrict and restrict until you can't anymore. And then it goes way the other side when you eat a whole jar of peanut butter one night and then feel like shit, you know, feel like dog crap afterwards. So, so this is a big one. And, you know, I want to talk about what it means exactly, but uh, I also want to talk about, you know, how there's some good things about it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, what would you say that the pros are to having those tendencies? You know, I think that those of us who, who, who have that in our lives, actually, it does play out very well for us in some ways. You know, we are, we are all in, we are all in and committed when we commit to something. And I, I think that that can be a very, very good thing. Very, very good thing. It's, it's really when it gets into our daily lives where, you know, things get hectic and we don't always follow our plans that it can be, that's when it can start to be a a little bit of a detriment to us. Exactly. It's like being stuck in extremes, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem comes when you're all in on something that's unsustainable. Exactly. And then when you can't sustain it because you're a human being, I mean, the the anxiety that that causes, the guilt Mm -hmm. that we give ourselves when we swing the other way makes us, is part of the reason we swing all the way the other way, right? It's like, it's like I failed. I couldn't keep up with the, you know, 20 grams of carbs a day. Oh, wow. (laughs) You think? (laughs) So what do I do? I go and eat an entire, you know, salad bowl full of, of pasta. Because mm-hmm. you can't do it anymore. Right. Very yeah. true. What else are your thoughts about what it means? Like if we're getting down to, you know, from, from your therapist side of, the, of things, if we're getting down into it, where is this coming from? What is, what is the root? Yeah. Well, I think it comes from, a, you know, a, an error in our thinking. I think, I mean, we call it thinking error. You know, it, it's it, it's that you come from a place where if I am not doing something a hundred percent, that it's just not worth doing, mm-hmm. you know, and we do have a lot of messages that, that kind of promote this for us and really support it for us. You know, you think about the, the Nike ads and commercials, kind of the just mm-hmm. do it. And you know, that it, it has to be an all out workout and every, you know, every single day has to be that way. And, you know, we get those messages of give your 110% and, and all, you know, and so we do have these, these things in our culture also that really support this belief when really, you know, that really gets us back, it throws us back into that perfectionistic qualities mm-hmm. where if, you know, either I'm going to do something or I'm not going to do it at all. And I've said it before that all or something is often where we have to live, mm-hmm. you know, because life gets in the way of our plans. And so I think that that's that's really where that perspective comes from is, is that error in thinking and that, that belief. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tricky, right? 
because do we want to give our all? Of course. But like we were talking about, the problem comes when it's that or nothing. Because if we don't do it all the way, we're a failure. We make it, we make it mean something about who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely make it a a moral dilemma, a character deficit Mm -hmm. if we can't give our all in absolutely everything that we do. And of course, just like you talked about, the sustainability of that is just it's, it's just not a a very, it's just not a very good benchmark for life. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it reminds me, you know, some of the consequences, right. Of being in that place. So personal story, I guess it was how long ago, I, I think it was almost two years ago now when I was kind of bored with my workouts and looking for something new and found this extreme obstacle course racing gym that had these professional, you know, tough mutter kind of people who were in this in phenomenal shape. And, and here's where ego might get involved a little bit, right? So I go and this is a new a new area for me. I'm I'm a kickboxer. You put me in the octagon or the ring and I can kickbox all day long. But this is climbing over walls and and running. I'm not a runner. This is swinging on monkey bars. This is, you know, climbing ropes. This is new, pretty new stuff for me. So I go and I'm, I'm going, I'm doing my best. First day, my entire hand on the um, uh, monkey bars just rips open. And I was a gymnast when I was a kid. So we called it a rip back then, but it's basically your entire palm, just entire layer of skin, just just rips right off. So, so that happened. And then at the end of the workout, and this might've been a separate workout, but they have one of those ninja walls, you know, at the end of the ninja warrior, when it's, what do they call it? The, uh, I forgot the extreme wall, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. it's, it ramps up really, really fast, really high. And like I said, I'm not a runner. And I asked the coach, I was like, Oh, I really want to do this, but I don't, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. And he looked at me. I look like I'm in good shape, right? And he's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Go for it. And so if I was going to go for it, I was going to go for it. I was going to go for the top, right? Whatever it took. And I started running. I sprint and I, I sprint up that wall. And about halfway up, I felt a, a pop of some sort. <laughs> and I still almost made it. I mean, I was within inches to grab in the top of that wall and slid back down the wall. And I finished the rest of that workout, by the way. Yeah. And I tore my hamstring. Oh God. <laughs> me with <laughs> me with injuries, I will keep going. I I fractured, I had a fracture of the head of my femur. Uh, when I was training for triathlons, I did not go to the doctor. I continued to train. I went to kickboxing, just said I couldn't kick in extreme pain until I could not even move an inch without writhing in pain. And come to find out I had a terrible stress fracture in the head of my femur and they suggested surgery and pins and plates. Anyway, so exercise is one of mine. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yes. But it doesn't go to the nothing. I guess I'm an all until I, I literally can't it's all until you, until you are made to do nothing. Exactly. That's yeah. yeah. But since then I have made big strides in, in, yes, yes, you have. Yes. Yes, you have. 
Yes, I have. I'm very, very proud of myself. That and and eating has been such a success story for me. And I want to get into what our strategies are to to help people. But, you know, I just want to mention that I never thought I'd be able to have peanut butter in my house or granola. I was a granola addict or coconut milk ice cream and lots of trigger foods. Yeah. That I really never thought I'd be able to have in my house. And a lot of our, our members and clients will say, you know, well, I, I just need to keep it out of the house, which is very helpful. And sometimes that needs to happen for years and years. Um, but there is there is hope because yes. and I can tell you uh, because now I've, I've got peanut butter, I've got granola and I feel completely in control of my food choices. And it's all really in th- thanks to the self-empowerment coaching system. Number yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how do people because, use that? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to go back and look at the thought that's fueling the action. And often that is, that's if it's, if it's not all, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to engage. Yeah. All right. Let me set the scene. Let's, let's use Janet as an example. And yeah. Good one. Janet, yes. Janet wanted to, she wanted to eat all raw vegan for a week. Uh, she was wanting to just do a, a detox and she made that commitment to herself. Went through today, Monday, had a great day, ate totally raw and vegan. Tuesday came along, she got up, she had a really great raw vegan smoothie with berries and spinach and spirulina and live ultimate, ultimate elixir. Yeah, <laughs> yes. she put it all in there with the banana. And anyway, I'm just now thinking about my own breakfast. So, uh, <laughs> Anyway, then she goes to she goes to work and her coworkers are all going out to lunch. And they choose a restaurant that didn't have many options when it came to being raw vegan. So she ended up eating french fries. Yeah. Yeah. But what then later that day when she gets home and she's starving, it's time for dinner. Yeah. This could go one of two ways. And the way it went was that she didn't think consciously, but she went for the um, Beyond Burger (laughs) with uh, the pretzel bun. And again, now I'm going to start thinking of my own dinner, Uh, (laughs) some vegan cheese and avocado. And she went all out and she felt like crap and went to bed and had his tummy ache and felt awful. Yeah. That was that was way number one. That was the programmed all or nothing way. Mm-hmm. What how could that have been different? Can you can you take us through the yeah? So way number two is to say, okay, I got off track on at lunch. My very next meal, whether that be a snack or it be dinner or whatever it happens to be, now I have the next opportunity. I have the next opportunity to get back to my commitment. And um, and that's the loving way to treat yourself, right? I mean, it's 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 the loving act to say that happened, moving on. Oh. Kind of next, what's next? Rather than saying, Oh, I okay, Tuesday, I'm done. Gotta start over, got, gotta start my detox over on Monday. Yes. <laughs> Instead of gotta stop my detox over with my snack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love what you just uh, said. I think that makes a great point. 
how you always talk about what would you do if you love yourself? Yeah. It's a powerful question. Oh, it's a powerful question to ask yourself. What, what would I do if I loved myself in this moment? That's a game changer. It is. It really, really is really, really is. And I, and I would suggest if you're using this strategy to, if you can't, if you're not quite there yet to think about what would I do for someone I love? And then how can I now turn that on myself? You know, because loving and accepting ourselves, it does not come naturally for most of us. It's, it's really a process. And so sometimes we have to think of it in terms of what do I do for the people around me that I love? Mm-hmm. And now that's what, that's what my choice is going to be for myself because I'm learning to love myself and I'm going to do that through actions. And sometimes that, is, that next action is our next meal and how that's, how that's going to show ourselves a little love. Mm, yes. Yes. And this is the key. And we talk about this all the time. And uh, when it comes to um, making conscious and mindful choices out of love and respect for yourself. Yes. And until you have true love and respect for yourself, gotta fake it. Yeah. Fake yeah. it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. You're almost and there. I mean, really. When you're you acknowledging can- that. Yes. When you can fake it, when you know that something different, it's, it's really, and really you're not faking it. You're just changing your behavior. You know, you are changing your behavior until your emotions follow. Yes. That's the process for reprogramming. Yeah. So it's not really faking it. I was just, you know, that's a, that's a term. It's it's a great saying, but yeah, when you, when you really break it down, you really aren't, you're, you're just behaving differently. That's right. And the self-empowerment coaching system, you guys, is where it's at to be able to do this. And the the tool that we talked about just a couple episodes ago, did a whole episode on, is the power pause. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the power pause, you don't give yourself the opportunity to take this moment to, to think, what would I do if I love myself? What would I do if this was my sister or my daughter or my mother? you know, what would that look like? And now how am I going to translate that to my actions towards myself? Yeah. So it's those thoughts that cause those emotions that lead to our actions. And we have control over our thoughts. We have the power over our thoughts, but we got to give ourselves the opportunity to create those new thoughts. And that's the process. And when you change, it's not change. It's transformation. Mm-hmm. Complete and total. Yeah. No more wagons to fall off of, you guys. <laughs> Call yeah. the lifestyle. There is no wagon. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up today. What would you do if you love yourself, you guys? That's our takeaway for today. <laughs> so if you liked what you hear, make sure share this, you guys, and make sure to join our Empowered Vegan Life Facebook group. We are there. We are are giving away our motivation, our inspiration. We are doing uh, group things together, like breathing practice in the mornings. We're having a good old time over there. So come and join us. Absolutely. Party. Part of the party, the vegan party. (laughs) All right, you guys. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.